fight like L. This is the Geek Confidential Podcast. Podcast. My name is Luke Kerr. Joining me today, after our our um, hiatus because I've been traveling and sick, and I'm still a little under the weather, but we're recording this anyway. Melody Akels, welcome back. Hey, hey. You um, weren't here when we discussed Black Panther before, so I will be asking you about that briefly. Whoop. Dan Pierce, welcome. Hey. I know you're excited to discuss Pacific Rim. Yes, John Boyega is everything. It was so good. And Mo Walker. Welcome, Mo. Hi, everybody. Glad to be here. We are going to start this off with Krypton, sci-fi's new series about the story before Superman landed on Earth. Mo, I was impressed by this series. It was unexpectedly good. With sci-fi channel shows, I feel like you can get really good ones like The Expanse, Battlestar Galactica, and then you have your fun ones, which are like Killjoys and Dark Matter, and then you have your trashy ones, which are like Sharknado. This is somewhere between Killjoys and The Expanse for me. Um, what did you? What were your first impressions of the series, and how do you think it's going to evolve? Well, you know, I, to to use your um, scale, I would actually put this somewhere between. I would put Krypton between uh, Killjoys and, I guess, Sharknado. I mean, closer to Killjoys, and part. Personally, I, I, I just see some problems with it, with where it could go um, in seasons two and three. And those that those are kind of my concerns with, with the kind of series like this, is that we already kind of know the answer to the question or what they're posing here. So as far as this season, though, and the season pilot, what did you think of the pilot? Well, in terms of the, in terms of the pilot, you know, I, I think it did a pretty good job of laying out um, who is Seg- Sigel, Superman's grandfather. Though, again, m- my biggest gripe, and I did mention this on Twitter, was is that when it, he was talking about, oh, my grandson this and my grandson that, when he was Sigel, the older Sigel was monologuing to Kal-El, it's like, okay, well, what about your granddaughter, Kara Zor-El? I mean, <laughs> it seemed to have kind of forgotten about that. Was that a network issue or what? Because um, I, I think that Kara uh, is an important part of the Superman mythos and the House of L's legacy. So it, it'd be too bad if they could not reference that character. But I, I think, again, overall, we got a lot of the classic uh, Superman characters in. We got a Zod. And it was interesting that, you know, the Zods right now, they're, 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 this, they're a black family, which is, which is, which is, which is really interesting. I squinted my eyes at that. I was like, oh. 
Okay. Yeah, it did. Like, that was the one thing about this that made me a little bit uncomfortable. You're going to make the Zods the African-American black family. I'm like, hmm. Well, I guess not African-American, but black family. I was like, ooh. <laughs> um, I was listening to the Sci-Fi Wire podcast, and they pointed out that this um, was all done primarily shot in England and produced in England, where they don't have quite the... Um, same dynamics as we do here in the States, but they had also expressed concerns about that. Well, I, I think they've kind of already, you can, you can, let's just assume that uh, Lida Zod is Zod, is General Zod's either mother or grandmother. So you just, you just assumed Zod's pigment, you know, gets lighter, you know, at some point. I mean, there, there are ways around this. I'm not, I'm not overly, I can I can see where people have concerns because the because these Zods are the quote unquote I've um, always been perceived as a villain or a villainous lineage, but I think it's it's interesting. The other aspect of Zod that is often not discussed in television and in the films because because of the medium is that there's this proud militaristic heritage about Zod and, and, and his, and his family's background. And I think that's something that, that this show can really explore. Um, but I like the fact that we've kind of set up this Hatfield and McCoy's type of situation between the L, the house of L and the house of Zod, uh, because of mama Zod. Oh, I love mama Zod. <laughs> mama Zod is everything. So, so I think, I think, and, and we see that Sigel is, you know, he, he is a bad boy. I mean, he is, you know, you know, he's quote unquote mated with one woman and then, uh, sleeping with Lydia Zod in the same episode. I mean, if, if by daytime confidential standards, you know, Sigel would definitely be in the running for the magical penis award, you know? <laughs> okay. Mel, what did you think of this? So I'm kind of agreeing with everyone else here. This pilot definitely shocked me in that it was better than I thought it was going to be. I went in not having super high hopes and it really had me going, okay, you've got potential. I, I kind of like where this is going. Um, you know, we have Segel. He is Superman's grandfather. We know that, you know, as Mo was talking about, he's kind of a bad boy. He's rebellious. He's just trying to stand up, you know, make his family a big name in Krypton again. Then we have the Earth Traveler who shows up to warn him about Superman. Um, Adam Strange, who I was like, oh, are you related to Doctor Strange? Wrong but, universe. Um, yeah, I know. I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, wait, no, 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 not the same. So um, I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, and then the cape, the Superman cape, is kind of the flower from Beauty and the Beast in that it is slowly melting away, and that's our time frame. So we already have a time limit on this show. So I thought that was doing good in setting a deadline. Um, I didn't have a problem with the actor who plays Segel. I thought he did a really great job, and he's nice to look at. So you're not going to get any complaints from me. Seeing his parents killed in the first episode, spoiler alert, I thought that was a kind of, okay, so we're already making him kind of an orphan. We're making him a loner already. So I think that's going to have an impact on the rest of the season. But I, I didn't have a problem with this pilot. I will definitely check out the rest of the season unless it gets kind of wonky. But I liked it. 
Dan, I know you didn't watch Krypton, so I'm going to go to you first on Jessica Jones. It returned for the season um, two premiere. Um, everybody here has watched the first three episodes. What are your impressions? Uh, I I really love these characters so much uh, that I'm sort of willing to forgive the the slower pacing. Um, I I'm interested to see where it goes from here. Um, but it's just, it's so nice to have Jessica back and Malcolm is amazing. And Trish is not a good friend, but man, she, <laughs> she, oh, she's just like, I, I, I don't get her deal. Jerry's going through all of this stuff with, with the hookers and, and the drugs and all of these things and people like trying to force her out of the law firm and it's a whole thing. And I'm just, I'm really interested. I'm kind of upset that they did Simpson dirty like that. That that seems kind of, uh, I, I, I kind of wanted more nuke, but I guess we're not going to get that, so that's fine. Um, I also think it's ridiculous that they keep referring to this guy as the wizard to a lot of people that don't know that he is referred to as the wizard. Like... What's that about? Are you just going to use that in, like, normal conversation? You know, the wizard? It's it's frustrating. But overall, I'm interested to see where it goes from here. Um, I'm really looking forward to more of it. And I'm, Kristen Ritter is just a, just a joy on screen. She's so good as Jessica. So, can't wait. The first three episodes... I am now, with the exception of Daredevil, I am feeling like Marvel needs to figure out, figure out, pardon me, how to speed things up a little. Because I sort of feel like the first three episodes of the season of most of these shows are turning into plod, 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 plod. And it happens, it's now happened on most of them. And so we came back into the season, and for me personally, I was extremely happy to see all the characters back i'm loving it i love the character of jerry carrie ann moss is amazing and i love that she's going through these difficulties jessica jones the whole drunk thing the like bad girl thing i like it but at the same time i'm like there's not as much sometimes character development but then i'm like okay we'll just see how this season plays out but my biggest complaint with jessica jones season two is just that it seems so slow mo what did you think of the first three episodes yeah i'm i'm in totally in agreement with with what everybody's saying about the pacing of the second season of jessica jones and i feel like these first three ep three episodes in, in a way it reminds me of the defenders where it what it took them three episodes you know I, I'm, I'm being generous here to really get things going it's like with the sec uh with the season second season of jessica jones it's taken this long to kind of really ramp up the momentum and i feel like maybe if marvel if these shows kind of were structured a little differently where um i've, I've read some things about people re mentioning some critics saying maybe if there was like a case of the week element built into this a little bit more because um that would help speed things along or perhaps what if 
there were it was a two act structure and we were building up to one villain or boss or something and then we in the second half of the season build up to something else kind of what they did with, with the second season of daredevil um and using the the punisher and then building building up to, to electra um i i think that would really help now the whole business is about uh dan so so when you were your criticism of the the of the notion of them referring to the uh, the guy as the wizard, I I find that kind of funny, given my background in the Jessica Jones comic series. It really sounds like the way in which they would refer to a character in the comic. And one of the great things about this series is that how much it feels like it lives in the world of the Jessica Jones and the alias comic book series it does a fabulous job of, of that i'm very interested to see where, where things go with 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 trish um i'm not sure how many of you guys are familiar with uh the, the trish her, her character from the comics not i i i know she becomes hellcat yeah so, so i'm i'm kind of wondering if we're going to get a version of hellcat in, in this and maybe you know um I, I kind of wonder if her her boyfriend is some sort of variation of um, Patsy Walker's um, husband from the comics, uh, the the comics, uh, the the comics, uh, Damian Hellstrom. So, um, which would be kind of interesting um, if if they were go that route. I'd, I'd be I'm just sort of curious, but I, it's just I'm I'm glad to be back. But it's like, can we get things moving along? And and yeah, hopefully, hopefully it just, hopefully things will just rev up as the season progresses. Mel, what'd you think? Oh, you know, it really hurts because I really enjoyed the first season of Jessica Jones and was excited to see season two because we've been waiting like two years for it to come out. And finally got to watch it, and I was disappointed in the first three episodes because. I, like everyone else, is having the problem of why is this so slow? I understand that we need to, you know, we're working on character this season is kind of the way it seems like it's going. Like they're fleshing everything out a little bit more, which is fine. But can I get a little bit more action in that, too? Um, there, there were, you know, a couple of through lines of Jessica Jones and her place always being a mess and always have a hole in it somewhere. I kind of like that, too. Um, I'm really enjoying Malcolm a lot more this season because he's not on crack or whatever he was on. So we get to see a little bit more of him coherent. And I, I like that a lot. And Jessica's kind of trusting him more as well. Um, agree with everything with, that's going on with Trish. We know that she's an addict and she's inhaling this whatever. And it's turning her into a bit of a psych. And she doesn't remember and she has to rest. So I didn't know anything about the Hellcat thing. So that I'm gonna have to go read up on that, Mo. So that's interesting. Um, has anyone else watched anything past three episodes or is it just me? I have not between being sick and then being on vacation and then getting okay. sick again. I am like doing so much catch up. It isn't even funny. Okay, so I think I'm up to episode <clears throat> six, maybe. And you see that the boyfriend is shady. But that's all we know is that something else is going on. He's shady. Um, so I, y'all might be onto something about him being that other character and roping her into everything. So 
That's good. Um, I adore, what's her name? Jerry, the lawyer? Uh Uh-huh. Trinity from The Matrix. Yes, right. (laughs) I have loved her forever. So to see her on here and being amazing and, you know, having her fun with her little hookers or whatever, but also, spoiler alert, you know, she's sick. She has ALS, so it's slowly killing her. I I think that's going to be a really great story. See, I sort of need Jerry (laughs) to become the Marvel Universe's Alicia Florick and be in, like, the bad wife and just have a superhero legal drama about a law firm that defends superheroes. And I just need that to happen with her at the head of it. Like I, when I was watching, I was like, I need this so bad. She's amazing. So more of her, please. But the first three episodes are pretty slow and it kind of really disappointed me, but I will say since I'm on episode six, it does improve. Like okay. Now we're kind of, we're kind of getting to more. All right, this is the Jessica Jones I remember. This is what I like. Let's get more of this. I, I, just hang on, just hang in there. That's all I'm gonna say. Hang in there. Well, one show that you could never accuse of being slow is Timeless, oh and it returns. Yes. It oh returned <laughs> for its second season premiere. Yes. And oh because God. Dan refused to watch for so long, he's going to go last this time. Come Mel, on. Mel, what did you think? <laughs> of, uh, what did you think of the return of Timeless? Because we're at what two episodes tonight? Is going to be the third episode? Yeah. So the Timeless returning for season two. I'm just going to say it. Holy shit balls! Was I the only one? During the premiere, that was literally screaming at my TV. I was like, the neighbors are going to call the cops on me because I am screaming at the television right now. It was fantastic. I did not expect it to start with an explosion of where the lifeboat was. They threw me with that one. I was like, okay, we coming out the gun, out the gate swinging. All right. I love this. Then we find out that they're hiding from Rittenhouse and the rest of the world because they don't want them to know they survived. And Rufus and the other guy are trying to work on the lifeboat and Gia. And we see that Gia is having these visions because we kind of got a glimpse of that at the end of the first season. And she's having these visions and they're starting to come true and they're affecting everything about her being like she's literally passing out from them so I want to know more about that because I feel like that has to be tied to Rittenhouse somehow it was some kind of backflip uh it was some kind of uh thing that went wrong I don't know I want to know more about that anyways back to our heroes um Lucy and Lucy Wyatt and Rufus have been hiding out with the rest of the lifeboats uh gang and they decide that they have to go back in time to World War One. Was that Marie Curie? That's that right? Yes. Yes. So they have to go back to World War One to try and stop Rittenhouse because they figured out that they have got these sleeper agents that they've planted all over time. So I'm like, okay, this sets up all of season two. We know we're going to have to go back everywhere to try and figure out where everyone is. They, We didn't see Lucy at the beginning because... She had uh, spoken to her mother at the end of season one, found out that she was written house and all hell broke loose apparently because we go back to her mom's house. Everything's broken up. We see her phones cracked. Don't know what's going on. Turns out her mama and that crazy lady with the red hair, Emma, Emily. From both Runaways and General Hospital. Crazy. And Vampire Diaries. And And Vampire Diaries. Yep. (laughs) So they have 
essentially kidnapped her and brought her to World War One, and she has to be working with Rittenhouse, and you see a very conflicted Lucy, and it's just, ugh, it tugs at your heartstrings. Long story short, our heroes meet up back during World War One times. They're trying to all get back together, trying to save everyone. Emma, Emily, whatever, the crazy redhead does not trust Lucy. She wants to kill her, but Lucy's mom is not here for it. They end up having this big showdown. Um, Lucy, Wyatt, and Rufus end up winning. We didn't kill Marie Curie, which was a really good idea because they might need her in the future. I don't know. Um, so they end up going their separate ways. Lucy, Wyatt, and Rufus get back home. And what's the lady's name that works for, uh, like headquarters? That's the really mean lady. I don't know her name. Denise. 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 Yes. This is why I need y'all, because y'all have names. Um, I have so... IMDb up, just saying. <laughs> so no, no one can ever accuse me of knowing a name. <laughs> I cannot remember everybody's names, but I don't see you enough. So Denise is like, look, we're going to have to work with Garcia Flynn. And I'm like, I don't know why y'all didn't just go and get him as soon as the explosion went off, because y'all know y'all need this fool. He has um, information from the future. He's from the doggone future. So hello, you need him. So of course, Flynn is like, I will only talk to Lucy because that's his thing. And I need to know their connection this season. That's what I need to find out. I need Lucy and Flynn to end up together. And because as much as the show wants to push Lucy and Wyatt, I want Lucy and Flynn. I don't know about that. So um, they end up getting back to the future. They figure out that they need Flynn. He gives them their next clue. In the meantime, in between time, Rittenhouse has stolen a soldier from World War One, that we did not figure out, no, the, that they did not reveal until the end, that the soldier that they stole is like the Rittenhouse guru who came up with all the plans and is also um, Lucy's mom's grandfather. So this basically tells you that we already knew that Lucy was Rittenhouse royalty, but she's like even past Rittenhouse royalty. She is the top dog. So... I, I need to know more. This season has already been amazing. That's just the first episode, y'all. I'm just saying. Mo, what did you think of the first two episodes? I've the pacing. This just I mean, just from Jessica Jones to this, this is like night and day. I mean, like Mel said, they came out the gate swinging, and I love how NBC the flashback or previously on they did it in such a really succinct way that it could get you up to speed and it was like a nice little countdown and just like as soon as you hit that explosion when when um when the building exploded you just shot into the episode and it and it just like you had all the information you needed and i love the fact that they have a limited support system. They don't have the clothes that they used to have. Uh, this is, you know, Keith has brought up a couple times that, you know, they don't they don't have like this wardrobe full of stuff. I love the fact that they seem to be. Um, I think Rufus has. It, I don't know if it's me, but I think Rufus has a little bit of more of an edge to him. Agree. And and. And it's been building since the first season, but you really see it now. He's much more of an active participant in this. And 
Wyatt, interestingly enough, has kind of taken some of Rufus's characteristics, especially in that first episode. Well, no, I take that back. In the first two episodes, um, because in the first, it was, you know, for him, it was just like, oh, it's Lucy, 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 Lucy. You know, it's just everything is about Lucy. It doesn't matter, you know, what happens. We just got to save Lucy. And in the second episode, Wyatt is just like this big old racing nerd. So it's just really funny how how um, he's, so he's like taken on like more of these like characteristics that Rufus exhibited during the, the first season. I like the kind of how the mystery is progressing with Gia and that we're kind of, they've kind of slightly fine tuning what's going on with her, her um, ability to see in the time. And I, I think it was kind of, to me, I felt that was a little undefined at the end of season one, but now it's clear, or at least to me, as of that second episode, it's like she can see into the future a little bit. She can predict things. And, and so I'm, I'm very curious to see where that goes. Will her visions get bigger and bigger? Um, I like the fact that they did not go immediately like Rope Garcia Flynn back into the action because I think that we kind of needed time to reestablish the game board first, and I and I really appreciate how we how much time they spent in that first episode um, explaining the relationship between Lucy and her mom Carol. And again, this woman, the actress who plays Carol, uh, Susanna Thompson. I mean, it, it's just so funny. Like every show she's on lately. Whether it was this or Arrow, she's playing this mother who has this secret agenda and this conspiracy. And again, like Mel said, I love the fact that Lucy is Rittenhouse royalty and that her great-grandfather is the quote-unquote big bad. Um, so I, I'm really glad that Timeless is back. I uh, cannot wait for the third episode. And I also want to say, you know, like, I don't know if it's just me, but kind of that Emma woman kind of gets on my nerves. I, me I just, too. Yes. I feel like somebody at some point just needs to put a bullet in her and be done with but it. But she's so good at playing a villain. She did it on The Vampire Diaries. She does it on Runaways to an extent. She's good at it. Even when she was on General Hospital, she was good at playing a villain. No, no, no. I'm not talking about the quality of her acting. I'm just saying, as a character, it seems, it feels like her character is very one note there's not much of a dimension to her character unlike runaways or unlike uh g gh or, uh, or um vampire she was also on 24 i don't remember what she did on that but i know she was, I on. She was, it was probably bad she was probably playing a bad character basically. yeah she was i think she was if memory serves me correct but don't hold me to that but but i, I feel like at least from from the shows that we've already mentioned, Vampire Diaries, uh, GH, whatever, I feel as though she had more of a personality, that there were other things she wanted other than just being a villain. In this, it's like, okay, I'm just going to kill for Rittenhouse, and that's just it. We don't know enough about her backstory yet to make her seem like a compelling villain. Dan... Yes. It's finally time to come to you, the late Timeless Bloomer. Okay, okay. But f for real, though, okay, this show, the, the premiere was a game changer, but I need to talk about the second episode because one little known fact about me, I grew up one of 
the biggest racing fans ever. So when I heard they were going to Darlington in the 60s, I was like, oh my gosh, I hope they do the Wendell Scott story. They did the Wendell Scott story. Oh my God. Because he was one of my childhood heroes, uh, like just changed the game. And to have Wyatt being such a racing nerd and to have him interact with Rufus and just all of these amazing moments between the two of them. I was screaming at my screen. I was, oh, it was fantastic. And this season's been so good and so well-paced. And I love Mason versus Denise in terms of Mason wanting to be like, hey, I kind of want a life. And Denise is like, no, we're in hiding. You can't have a life. You can't claim all of your stuff. Because the government says no. That's amazing. I love the slow burn of having Flynn back, but kind of sidelining him a bit. I'm going to need him to jump in a time machine, though, and go mix it up in in the past a little bit. Not sure how they're going to do that, but kind of need it to happen at some point. Um, So I, I just... It's so interesting to see the inner workings of Rittenhouse after it, uh, like basically an entire season of just seeing it from uh, Lucy's skewed perspective of not, sh- not being sure who's the good side, who's the bad side, you know, just, and seeing it through the eyes of not like they were so willing to like, all right, we, can't change the past except for maybe little things. But now it's gotten to the point where it's like, oh man, maybe those little things are written house. Like leaving people behind could be like, there are so many more consequences and there's so much more skin in the game than there was last season. And it's just nonstop fast paced action. And I am loving every second of it. It is such a good show. And I am so sorry. It took me so long. Okay, well, since we've been gone, there's been a lot that went on in the Arrowverse. Iris got to be the Flash for a day on The Flash. We ha- On Legends of Tomorrow, Constantine w- returned, and he's going to be a season regular next year if the se- show is remo- or renewed, which I cannot wait. Wally is fitting in perfectly. Mick became the Fire Totem, which was fantastic. Yes. I've kept looking for Arrow episodes, and I'm not sure either. I'm really caught up, or there hasn't been any in a while, so maybe I'm off on that. But Roy's what back. You, that's right. Roy is back. He did return, but he wasn't in good shape when he returned. What did you think, Mo? Well, uh, overall, I think um, we're kind of this. I, I like how this, all the shows seem to be positioning themselves for their end games, and. With with let, let's pick up with Arrow first. I think Arrow is. I'm kind of glad we're over the hump of, you know, we, we kind of know who is the the villain, kind of pulling the strings behind everything, and that, you know, we and how Black Siren is trying to be. I, we're not even sure what what's going on with Black Siren. It's like one day is like she's really trying to be you know, some sort of quasi Laurel earth one Laurel, or is she just trying to be like this, this villain and hiding? I'm like, I'm not sure what's going on with black side, but I kind of enjoy it. I just hope that we kind of settle into something. If she's some sort of anti-hero by the time or heroine, by the time the season ends, I'll be perfectly okay. 
um, we're just going to have to deal with the other black canary and uh, with um, Dinah and, and how that thing is shaping up. Um, I am glad on Arrow. That it, so in the la- we've we've gotten to a point where the two the two different teams are fighting amongst each other. We've got um, Wild Dog hurt and wounded and i'm kind of glad wild dog is off off the table for a while because we kind of need to cut down on the characters on that show and i am glad that roy is back and hopefully that'll give speedy more to do um with regard to the flash i think the flash this this season just is moving along very well i'm enjoy i really enjoyed that iris as a flash as the flash for a day episode it was really cute um I like how the elongated man or Ralph is settling in to the team. Um, I just, I mean, I really don't have a problem with what's going on in the flash. Um, I'm really, really enjoying the episodes. I want to see um, a little bit more with the DeVos because we haven't really seen much of them in the last couple episodes. Um, now with regard to legends, legends to me, I don't, I like how, We've seen Malice. We're getting more into Malice and the totems. But it just seemed like there was a couple episodes there, uh, especially that, that uh, Groundhog Day with, with Zara. I feel like there are a couple episodes that's a little, little – it's like they're wasted episodes or something. And it just feels like, like when Legends is focused on the totems and Malice, it's moving along really well. The, the episode in which uh, Constantine returned and helped um, – um, Stop the Possessed Sarah was a really great episode, and I'm really enjoying Wally being part of the team. It's just that I feel like sometimes that they they when they get off track, it, it, it the, the show isn't isn't doing it for me. But when it's on, the show's really firing on all cylinders. Legends of Tomorrow is now my favorite. Arrowverse. That's since Black Lightning is not in the Arrowverse technically. I'm excluding this from this statement. But Legends of Tomorrow has become my favorite of the Arrowverse shows. I I don't necessarily agree quite on like that like you, from your standpoint for the story. I think it's the characterizations. I feel like there's certain characters on the show that can totally torpedo the momentum of of an episode, or that there's like there's some redundancies that need to be resolved. Dan, what did you think? Necromancing the Stone is one of my favorite episodes in a very long time, but I'm loving Legends. What are you thinking of what's going on in the Arrowverse? I know you love Arrow, so if you want to go to Arrow, you can touch on it first. I, well, I guess starting with Arrow, I'm I'm really liking Diaz as a villain. I really hope he sticks around past this season, just because I feel like Arrow doesn't have their Malcolm like without Malcolm Merlin hanging over their head it's just we we need a level of consistency and Diaz can provide that um you know we finally got to see some of his uh martial arts qualities um that we kind of expect from the uh New 52 comics uh from his uh derivative uh Richard Dragon um so I'm loving the fact that Roy is back and I'm loving Roy and Thea again. Oh my gosh. I was so excited to see Speedy and I was so angry at Oliver for like pulling her out during that whole thing. And I was like, no, um, I'm really glad that they're sort of sidelining the other team 
with the sidelining of Wild Dog because Dinah is just getting on my nerves lately. I I understand that Vincent or that Vince is dead. I get it. Still getting on my nerves. I I can't explain it. She's just like she's going into situations so irrationally and so haphazardly that I just I can't deal with it. Um, I really want more Roy. I want more Thea. I'm okay if this is their exit storyline of like they run off into the sunset. That would be honestly fine uh, because they haven't done a lot with Thea anyways. Um, so legends. Oh my gosh. Legends is incredible. So excited for more Constantine. I am a little pissed that they turned like the whole Ava thing. uh, Like this is going to be a negative against rip because I'm pretty sure Ava's not a person. Like I'm pretty sure that rip created Ava and like at the end the rug's gonna be pulled out from under Sarah and everyone's just gonna be pissed at Rip again and it's just ah that's so frustrating um Sarah with has had so many great moments I loved her with the death totem I loved them getting uh Luke Billick from Degrassi to play Elvis he was a great Elvis um I I'm really digging um Ray so far I I know you know there's a little bit of mixed stuff with him and um uh uh Nora Dark but I I'm liking how it's turned like it's giving him character development realizing after the fact and stuff um I'm I'm so I'm loving Constantine on there and Wally fits in like a glove it's so amazing to finally get you know, him proper story after the flash did him dirty. And speaking of the flash, you know, it's, it's okay. Uh, I really like the Iris episode. I'm loving the Joe stuff and I'm loving the Harry stuff with Jesse. I really like the episode with Jesse and, um, Jay Garrick and the whole nuke and all of that stuff. That was great. I just, I'm, I'm not as invested in the long term story just because the villain just keeps changing bodies. So it, it just it kind of makes me feel like, okay, we're just going through the motions from body to body. Okay, got it. Um, but we'll see where the story ends up going. Um, yeah, so. Mel, Black Lightning. Oh my gosh. Is yeah. everything. And I feel like Black Lightning has now set the bar for superhero shows. It is without question the best superhero show on the CW, and in my opinion, it has become up there with the Daredevil season one. Like every single week, between the action and the character-driven story, it is so compelling. What are you thinking of Black Lightning so far this season? I am loving this season. I love that we're slowly seeing his daughters. You know that they have inherited his power. And they're becoming their own superheroes. I think we see, I think her name's Anissa. We see her like, you know, figure out that she has powers and she's going to be, do the right thing and try to help people. And she, I love the scene where she goes to the store and the guy helps her come up with her superhero costume. I was like, okay, this is really cute. Cause I could see a young girl trying to do this. Like I need something to wear if I'm going to be a superhero. I thought that was really great. Um, you're seeing Black Lightning as well try to get to the bottom of, I believe it's called Green Lightning, um, the stuff 
that's making everybody crazy sick. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. But um, I I like seeing where that is going. Um, green light. Green light. I was close. Green light. Um, <laughs> fake ass Alfred, James Remar's character. Now look. Gabby. He's working on my last. Yes, he is working on my last good nerve. Because I'm like, either you're gonna be a good guy and work with Black Lightning, or you're gonna be a bad guy. I don't like this whole. I'm gonna play both sides of the fence because I used to work with Tobias and them. No, I don't like none of that. It's either or, man. And I do like that our superhero Black Lightning is not totally oblivious to this. I like that he's like, I don't trust you anymore. And this, I don't know how long this is gonna work. But technically, he needs him because he has all the fancy tools and toys. Um, I love the mom. I love that that she's this, you know, neurosurgeon, great, amazing doctor, and she has to take care of her superhero family. And it's kind of tearing her apart. But on the other hand, she's like, well, if this is what I got, this is what I got, and I have to protect all of them. Um, I was kind of upset that they killed um, Jill Scott's character, Lady Eve, can I we talk about her. how amazing she is I on there? More of her. I was like, why are we killing her now? I don't know. Don't die. So I was a little upset about that. My only little hitch for the show is why did we bring back Lala? Right. And it's weird. It's weird <laughs> shit because they brought back they brought back the lady that he killed along with him because I guess they're connected now because he killed her. And then for a second, I thought they were going to have some really weird ghost sex. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the shower. What is going on? This is not not Shonda Rhimes. Please don't do this. I don't want to do this. Please. I was really scared. And then it didn't happen. I was like, I don't really understand why you're even back right now. What? What's going to happen with this story? Because, you know, he's been resurrected. So I'm like, well, how do you die if you're already dead? So I think that's going to be an interesting thing. But that's my only little hiccup with the show is why are you even back? And why was there almost ghost See, sex? I what? think it's going to be because Thomas, like, because Whale is going to get taken out and he's going to be the big bad for the last part. Oh, OK. Or for the new season. That's my theory. I have no idea. But that's when I saw him come back. I'm like, OK. We we got rid of Lady Eve. The way oh, this show is going, her back. <laughs> I know, but like I'm saying, when I saw it, like she died, ta- Whale is still around, and then he comes back, and I'm like, oh, so Whale's gonna be the next one to go. He's gonna be the villain going into season two. Dan, Pacific Rim I- Uprising. Oh. Oh my gosh, that movie. You know what? A lot of people are giving it a lot of criticism, and that's fair. Uh, But I really loved it. Um, Obviously, with my background in uh, tokusatsu and kaiju movies and stuff like that, I'm like all about this movie. Um, It's not a Guillermo del Toro-directed movie, but he is a producer, as is John Boyega, and John Boyega is fantastic. Loved him. Uh, Scott Eastwood, incre- like, he did a pretty okay job. Um, it's really good that they, they brought him in. I'm going to need him to do a little bit more if we get a, a, a three. Um, I, 
you know, really loved uh, them bringing back Charlie Day and Bern Gorman and uh, Rico Kikichu. Uh, but I'm going to need them to stop killing legacy characters from the first movie. It's bad enough at the end of the first movie we kill Idris Elba. Now we're going to kill other people? Come on now. This is ridiculous. Um, but having John Boyega play uh, Idris Elba's uh, son and being haunted by, you know, his dad being so great and kind of making his own way sort of thing is a really good subplot. And I really, really enjoyed it. Um, a little, Not as much, um, you know, giant robots and the, the monsters and whatnot, but a lot more character moments. Uh, Kaylee Spaney is fantastic in this as the new recruit amara um i i you know highly encourage you to go check out this movie it's super fun super good uh it made me laugh a lot and there's a lot of great references to a lot of good shows i see you coming right for i see you uh but yeah so go check it out Mel, you weren't on the podcast for our Black Panther discussion mm-hmm. because I think you were in Vegas. I was, and I was probably unable to have the ability to podcast. So. Yeah, a little hungover, maybe. <laughs> um, what did you think? Oh my gosh! I wow. There's not a lot of times that a movie or a TV show or something that will make me say wow, but Black Panther was definitely it. <laughs> I finished the movie and I was like, this is a classic. I already know that this is automatically going to be a classic film. Just watching the story of Wakanda and how all the tribes came together and the vibranium and how they knew they had to protect it from the rest of the world. And, you know, the illusion from the outside is that they're this third world country. But once you pass the barrier you see that Wakanda is so far ahead of anything that you have ever seen. It is amazing. I love the cast. I thought they had a really great chemistry. And what a strong cast. There was not one weak actor on that cast. Um, I like the story as well, that you see T'Challa going through the motions of becoming king. You know, we knew his father had died and that he's been living the role as king and as well being Black Panther and trying to lead his people. And we see that he has to go through challenges of and, you know, actual people coming for the throne. And I liked Michael B. Jordan's character, Killmonger, as well. You know, he comes in and they didn't know anything about him. And he reveals that, yes, he is Wakandan. He has come to challenge for the throne. And because he had all of this military training and hand-to-hand combat, it re- kind of really wasn't a fair matchup between him and T'Challa, I would say, because you knew he was going to whoop him. And we see the power change hands from T'Challa to Killmonger and everything is crazy because he has all of this hate in his heart because he was abandoned. And I feel like it's really a, a big gray area with that character. So just the whole film, I loved all of it. Um, and can we talk how visually stunning it was? Because, wow. It, they did a great, great job of making it look beautiful. And 
<laughs> I haven't seen it again in theaters just because I haven't had time, but I definitely want to see it one more time before it leaves the big screen. That movie was amazing, and I will watch 27 more just like it. I've seen it three times in the theater. I might end up seeing it a fourth. We'll see. But I have two questions for you. First, on our Black Panther episode, those of us on the episode, I think it was Dan, Mo, and I, sort of agreed that we didn't see as much chemistry between T'Challa and Nakia. What? What are your thoughts on that pairing? No, they were beautiful. What are you talking about? I loved it. I loved it. Maybe because I I really love Lapita a lot. So maybe that's just jading my view because I loved it. I was like, yes. I mean, come on. He he freezes every time he sees her. Even, uh, I can't remember her name on the show, but I know her name is Denai from Uh, Okoye. Yes. Even she was like, hey, when you see her, don't freeze. And what happened? But he see, I thought that was all like, tell. Okay. I thought I thought it was all tell. I actually thought that Okoye and Wakabi had more chemistry than T'Challa and Nakia. Oh. But but second question, out of five stars, what do you give it? Five. Dan, for Pacific Rim, out of five, what do you give it? Uh, solid four. Solid okay. four. Uh, I really enjoyed the uh, pre-post-credit scene that they got. And uh, Charlie Day is just a delight on screen. Mo, final thought? Uh, I wish Lady Eve would come back to life on Black Lightning and do some Matrix-style blips the next time somebody tries to take her out. That shower's going to get awfully busy with the three ghosts in it, though. (laughs) You stop it it right now. Don't you give anybody any ideas. I rebuke that. (laughs) Dan, final thought? Uh, I'm going to need Mick to shoot some, shoot fire out of his hands more often. Mo or not Mo Mel. I want timeless to get renewed for season three right now. My final thought is when I was traveling, I went to Atlanta, um, and I downloaded on Netflix altered carbon and I didn't have an idea of what it was really going to be about, but it looked intriguing. So I downloaded the first three episodes I was re- I really got hooked on it. Now I'm going to have to go back and watch the rest of them, hopefully once I've caught up on everything else. But if you're looking for an interesting sci-fi series that sort of has elements of the Matrix in it, check it out. I would definitely recommend it. We would encourage you to comment on this episode at geekconfidential.com. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash gkconfidential. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash gkconfidential. Uh, we thank you for listening. Until next time, so long. Bye. Bye, y'all. Bye.